I'm Hillary. And I'm Sandra. And coming up on this episode, we are going to talk to a contestant from season 23 of The Bachelor, Caitlin Clemens. We're talking about the one with the virgin. We're going to learn what happened, <laughs> what really happened behind the scenes, what was going through her head. And we're going to see how an experience of dating a guy with 29 other women changed her. That's all coming up. The Quick and the Dirty Podcast with Hillary Welch and Sandra Blagakis. So Hillary and I were lucky enough to be able to record this episode together in one room, which actually doesn't happen very often because we live in different cities. Uh, we were also lucky enough to spend about three days together in Toronto getting into all sorts of trouble. And wouldn't you know, we left the city with a crackhead story. <laughs> of course we left the city with a crackhead story. Of course we uh, left it. And surprisingly, it wasn't us. No, we were the victims of all of this, Hillary. We totally were. But I feel like you were the reason why it escalated. What? I was the reason? Okay, so Sandra and I were basically intoxicated for three days in Toronto. <laughs> And one night we're partying at a bar and Hillary all of a sudden decides she needs some street meat. Because yeah. that's what you do in Toronto. That's what you do in Toronto. So we walked through the lobby of the hotel, walked across the street and we're on Queen Street in Toronto. And there's this nice guy selling sausages from a cart. <laughs> And who doesn't love a cart sausage? Nobody ever. That's like the best thing in the world at like midnight when you're starving. So you're right. you're holding a $20 bill in your hand. Do you remember that? <laughs> Vaguely, to be fair, when you reminded me of this story the following morning, I had totally forgotten. <laughs> and then it was like all the alarm bells went off again about what happened. Oh my god! Oh my god! So you have a twenty-dollar bill in your hand, and you order a sausage. <laughs> and in that span, a crackhead walks up to us, and and like <laughs> like that, yeah, full on, like just. Weird. He sounded weird. His body language was weird. Yeah, he actually sounded like Beavis. He was going, <laughs> so he says to Hillary, he says, hey, can I have a dollar? <laughs> so Miss Pris over here holding a 20 goes, I don't have a dollar. <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh, I had boy. a 20. And also, I give to charities so I don't have to give to people on the street because I feel like I like it monitored. And quite frankly, you don't have to explain yourself because he's a damn crackhead. Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> so. I wonder where you're going to put this. Exactly. <laughs> it's for food, right? So, I feel like oh, such a dick saying I, I that. Feel but like, like too. When, when it's, you know, midnight at a sausage cart and you're drunk. Right. It's like all bets are off. You're not a good person anymore. You just want that street meat. So you're <laughs> while you're standing there with your back to him, because we're now painfully aware that it's you, me, and a crackhead just standing there awkwardly. <laughs> By the way, the sausage dude is taking his sweet time now. He's in no rush. Yeah. Also, taking his sweet time, he's got a buddy. He's in the protection of the cart tent and didn't at all try and shoo away. No. Like, we were did on not own. give us a solid at all. Right. It, we, You and I, it was like every man for himself at that point. So <laughs> what you didn't see, Hillary, and what I saw, because your back is to the crackhead, is I see that he's like, something's escalating. Something's happening. <laughs> escalating? Like what? <laughs> Funny I know, she... because I was there. <laughs> That's right. So we make eye contact. And all of a sudden, doesn't he get a shit-eating grin on his face? <laughs> and he puts his hand on his crotch and he says, hey, you want to see my cock? <laughs> and I looked shocked. Like, I don't even know what would happen. My mouth dropped. 
Um, and I don't know, like, I, what do you do in that moment? All I wanted was my sausage. That was not the sausage I wanted. Hey, I was looking for street meat, but settle down. <laughs> so, but Sandra's response was the absolute best. Like a true mama bear and protective friend, what did you say? Put your c*** away and f*** off. <laughs> and he f- and while he was walking around away, he's going, laughing. And we're crying. So it's like, now I have, like, I'm pretty sure, other than recording these podcasts, that was the whole reason we had to go to Toronto to get the crackhead so. story. But you're going to And just the way he sauntered off. Like it wasn't, he wasn't really like running away. He was like sauntering away oh. like he was the hamburglar and he'd just stolen a hamburger and like kind of shuffled away. And you, you know, my favorite besides him and the <laughs> as he's running away was you because that's when you were unable to function after that moment. You were laughing so hard you couldn't talk. I luckily have full control of my bladder because if I didn't that would have been a peeing moment. Oh man Hillary, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to top that story. (laughs) I'm actually really concerned. So I got back to the hotel and I went to change my shoes because I was still in heels at that point. Uh, I had an open wound on my foot. Do I need to get like a tetanus (laughs) shot? (laughs) (laughs) He never got his 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 fully out. <laughs> Perfect. Sorry. I'm just, Perfect. How many times can I say that word on the quick? Yeah. yeah. And I'm the one who has to bleep it. Good. Good. <laughs> I don't know how we segue into uh, the guests that we're about to uh, have on today, but I'm sure she was hoping for a classier broadcast. <laughs> Oh, this is so great. This interview we get to do with Caitlin Clemens. It's really interesting, a behind-the-scenes look at The Bachelor. And don't forget, Bachelorette, it's already started. City TV, Mondays at 8. We're joined for this episode by Caitlin Clemens. She was on season 23 of The Bachelor with Colton Underwood. And you made it 19th, I think? Oh gosh, I'm not sure numbers wise. I was I got kicked out episode three. Right, episode yeah. three. Did you cry in the limo? Uh, sure did. <laughs> Atta girl. <laughs> so we're really excited to have you here, but we really want to get into what that experience is like being on a show where you know you're up against tons of other women right. trying to get the attention of one guy. Right. I mean, yeah, it's definitely not a natural scenario. Um, Like, if you go to the bar, there's lots of other women at the bar, but, you know, you're not necessarily competing with all of them to get the attention of one guy. So, yeah, it's it's different. Um, But it was fun. It was was a crazy ride. Um, I made a lot of friends out of it, so... Um, you know, I didn't get the man, but I, I got to come home with some girlfriends. Hey, maybe so. you left with your dignity, and that's something, right? <laughs> like, that's okay. Well, I did cry in the limo, so. <laughs> that's, Honestly, that's my favorite part of that show, the tears at the end, because yeah. I feel like that's just like the walk of shame that yeah. I thought I invented, but they just brought it to another level. Um, I got to ask, uh, you got you had a really cool introduction to Colton, and that's what it's all mm-hmm. about on that show. It's all about making that first impression, right? Right. right. So what what did you do? Um, yeah, I walked up to Colton and I popped a balloon that looked like a cherry. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well play into the fact that he was a virgin, so tried to keep things light. (laughs) Now, how did he, 
react to it. Like we saw what happened on I TV. I really don't think he knew what the balloon was supposed to be. Oh, sweet boy right. doesn't know what a cherry is. Come on. <laughs> no. no. I, I don't think he really understood. And then maybe it registered afterwards. But after I said my line, like, now that I've popped right. your cherry, we don't need to talk about your virginity anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> then he was like, ah, got it. Like, I haven't, I don't remember the last time a season got so much attention. Like, just so much attention. And because yeah. of the virginity card. Yeah. The card because guys don't have their v card that look no, that good not a thing that is no. not a thing no so they, they spent the whole time to i honestly when they first talked about it i didn't even believe it i went yeah right i look don't at think that guy. a lot of people did yeah right yeah was he as innocent as he seemed he is very sweet yeah he's um he's a very sweet genuine guy um he seemed a little bit more quiet but as he started to you know the nerves started to go away. He kind of came out of his shell, too. I think everyone right off the bat was really nervous because it was new for him. It was new for us. So, um, but yeah, as the season right. progressed, you saw him yeah. you know, get goofier, goofier. I can't think of anything more unnatural than 25 women in a room having a party with right? one guy. And, <laughs> like, and for a virgin to be around Can 29 I, other women. You know what? Like. I call that a shitty party. <laughs> Just a shitty. It's a bad ratio. It's a bad one. Uh, so... If you don't mind, I know you're not supposed to ask a, a lady her age. How old are you now? I'm 25. So 25. You have probably done a, a bit of dating. You're yeah. Oh, yeah. living in the Toronto area. <laughs> There's lots of options. Yeah. There's. Have you ever used apps? Like, how did that experience of knowingly dating somebody when there's like, you know, 25 women in a room? Right. All going after the same guy versus like online dating apps, which it's probably kind of the same. You know what? I don't. I don't use dating apps. You've never used one? <laughs> no. And um, when Tinder first came out, I was curious about it. So, like, I know the the concept, but I had it for a month, and then I'm like, there's nothing really coming out of this. Right. But yeah. I feel like Tinder kind of got that reputation, anyways. It was more of like for sure a hookup app than anything else. Um. But no, a lot of my friends have Bumble and uh, what Hinge is the new one. And okay, um, I don't even know what Hinge is. Hinge yeah. is just. It's Tinder with questions. Yeah, like you get to explain yourself a little bit more. Um, it's like but, depth. Yeah, yeah, like you actually <laughs> okay, go into depth. There's a conversation, not just like, hey, want to meet? <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that that sucks to be in the dating world. Like, I, I'm... I've you been, know what dating does? Fucking like, it fucking sucks. <laughs> I hear, I see that, and I just feel bad that, because I got to, like, you are an absolutely stunning woman. Oh, thank like, you. you're stunning. I want to oh, I want to you. touch your skin. It's so perfect. Perfect. It's glowy and like beautiful. You're so yeah. glowy right now. <laughs> She's perfect. <laughs> so is it that you legit have trouble meeting men or is it like, I'll go on The Bachelor and see see about that? Um, You know what? I think it's just finding men with substance here. I think, you know, kind of in this this generation we've men have kind of you know they have everything at their fingertips now with these dating apps so nobody really is looking for a long term or so it seems and um, because they can just swipe right or left or whatever it is and they get you know the next best option or they go on instagram and they scroll through and they find something prettier and shinier so um yeah it's it's i feel like it's hard to find guys that actually want to commit and you know have that depth but isn't that kind of what the bachelor is it's a live swipe yeah. Well, you know what? You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, and I never thought about it like that. But. Yeah, except except you see your competition. Yeah, exactly. I, I think The Bachelor is just, you know, why not try something new? Right. Um, a different way to approach dating. It's definitely not conventional. No. So. How did you get hooked up in that whole process? I mean, you're a successful woman. You're working in real estate. Yeah. 
how did you take that and decide, I'm going to take a break and go date on TV? Um, you know what? As Drake would say, YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Um, it's a pretty cool experience to say that you can be a part of The Bachelor. And um, yeah, I wanted to see if something could come out of it and if I really could find, you know, love or a relationship with somebody. So um, yeah, it was weird. I like... I actually applied really late one night while I was drunk, so I never, <laughs> I never thought that it would come to this, but I'm so happy it did. So, uh, What did you learn about yourself on that show? Even, oh, I know gosh. you weren't there for a, a ton of time, but, I mean, you must have learned something about yourself. Yeah, um, you know, being, being in Toronto, everything is so fast-paced, and I, you know, came out of university and right away just started working, so I don't think I really ever took the time to, like, think about relationships or what motivated me um, in that regard. So it really taught me to be introspective. You know, you're you're in a house of 29 women and all you can really do is journal or chat with the other women about who, you know, who you are and what you want out of your potential relationship with Colton. And it, yeah, it, it teaches you to, you know, start thinking a little bit more about yourself rather than just work and everything else. So. So you work in a very competitive environment. Yeah. And clearly the show is very competitive. Yeah. What sort of skills did you bring from your life into that show environment? Oh, gosh. I feel like sometimes I'm a little bit too competitive and I can get in my head. And I, that really, like, I, I really had to try and, you know, bring myself back to reality and realize, like, you just got to go with the flow when you're on the show. Because um, I used to ride horses too competitively. So that's just my nature. Um, so it taught me to just kind of dial it back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine it it's part wanting to win and part right. actually wanting to well, find there, love. Yeah, there is a competitive nature to it. And, like, it's you can't sit there and say that your ego doesn't get involved. Like, it sucks when you get sent home and there is an ego aspect to yeah, it. And personal. you're like, well, what the hell? What did I do wrong? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then and then you yeah. start comparing yourself to other exactly. women, which is very dangerous. Exactly. We live in a world right now on social media. I don't know anyone who's on social media that doesn't hasn't felt bad about themselves Has at least e- once. Insecurities. Absolutely. That's right. yeah. what, 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 look how great their life is. I know. So you sit there and you get you compare yourself to other women. It's just it's 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 scary. I, I mean, yeah. it must make you more secure in the end because yeah. you you realize what 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 it Wait. is. Yeah, what you have to offer yeah. um, in comparison to someone else. And not that that's better or worse, but right. you just kind of figure yourself out. I mean, at least with, you know, when you're back home and you're on social media, you can turn it off mm-hmm. uh, when you're in a house of 29 other gorgeous women who all have different traits that are amazing. Yeah, it's it's right in your face and you can't turn it off. You're not going upstairs and like shutting yourself in a room. So, So what sort of things did you question about yourself through that process? Like, we all have those insecure moments or moments where we wonder. Right. What were you thinking about those nights that you were there? Um, I think I was, I was obviously, there's like a, a looks aspect. What is he interested in? Um, because I wasn't there for too long, it was hard to kind of see what his type was. Um, and like, I'm kind of vulgar and loud <laughs> well I can be loud and sarcastic and um that it became like oh is he looking for someone that's a little bit more reserved and quiet and sweet because that's not really me and then right I don't know you just kind of get in your head and you start thinking about all those things and um 
It can it can be tough, but yeah. But you know, when you start a relationship and you you find out like on Tinder what guys are looking for, or anything right. else, you change yourself right. to please. Yeah. Well, exactly. The other yeah, and and that's the thing. Like trying to stay true to yourself is very difficult when you're in a room full of twenty nine women because you kind of start taking traits from everyone else and thinking maybe I should just mix them together. What does Colton want? Um, right. So, do yeah. you feel like you stayed true to yourself? I think. You know what? I think I did get in my head a little bit while I was there. Um, I think a lot more of my personality could have shown, but it's natural. It's Yeah, it's not a natural scenario, so um, it's really hard not to get into your head. I, I got to say, um, it, on, on my radio show in Ottawa, my co-host, who is a male— yeah, is the biggest fan of The Bachelor. Oh yeah, and he comes <laughs> so in. Jealous. He comes in on Tuesday mornings, like legit tired because he won't even PVR it. He has to see. He has to, he has to see it, it through, and then he's like, "I can't believe what happened last night on The Bachelor." I love that. Like, oh my god! And I'm like, "Why? Do, why do guys watch that show?" I've always wondered because he says, "Because I believe in love," and I'm like, oh, "I think sweet. you. I think you like beautiful women." I was just gonna say he likes the hot girls. I think it's yeah. the fantasy of beautiful women all vying for your attention. That's, he. he He's like, because I believe in love. I'm like, I don't know if that's true. Uh, I, I wonder if the, like, viewership is more for The Bachelorette, if it's more, like, women who are just watching these hot guys come out, and then for yes. The Bachelor, well, it's more guys. there's a lot of couples. It's appointment tuning for a lot of couples, yeah, and true. guys will say, oh, my wife made me watch a Bachelor, but they love it. Really, there's, like, yeah. they're Yeah, they get women. into it, too. And they yeah. learn a little bit about women. There's probably yeah. Yeah. some teaching moments yeah. for guys in there. <laughs> and I think also intuitively you compare yourself to the contestants if you're male you're comparing yourself to the bachelor and what you would do in that right, situation right, right. and if you're female you're comparing yourself to the, the ladies yeah. right do you think they'd ever do a middle-aged bachelor for like <laughs> dad bods and uh, yes. women who had two babies <laughs> and... call it like the second time around for divorce that's right, right. <laughs> that's right. my skin is hanging <laughs> stop <laughs> and i sag <laughs> when i go out I would watch that show. Yeah, I totally would. You feel better about yourself. I feel better about myself. Uh, I want to talk about life after The Bachelor because you're in that environment. You're putting yourself out there. Your feelings out there. Um, you work in real estate. Mm-hmm. Has it affected your career and people's recognition of you here? Yeah. Um, you know what? Real estate, not so much. Um, I have done a couple of deals actually out of London that people who are moving from London to Toronto. And um, that's great. But the leads that I do get are bullshit. It's like people from Ohio or Miami or whatever calling me. I want to move to Canada. Okay, well, that's lovely. <laughs> do you have a visa? Do also, you, we like, don't let just anybody yeah, in. We like, do have some rules uh, That's to get great in. for Thanks. you. Um, <laughs> but no, I recognize um yeah, I do get I do get recognized, which is still kind of bizarre. Um mm. it, and it's not just here when I travel to like back to California. It's, the same stuff and I like I never expected that for myself so um. do you think it gives you credibility or it takes credibility away you know what that's a tough question I'm not really sure um I think it all depends on the clientele um you know if I'm working with millennials or first-time home buyers I feel like why not go with somebody who was on a tv show or um and my partner and I in business were were kind of an interesting dynamic so they like that but maybe um you know, people who are buying a bunch of investment properties or this is not their first time purchasing a home. Like maybe they want something a little bit, someone, sorry, a little bit older and who hasn't been on a reality TV show. I, I'm not really sure what their thought process, process would be, but. 
Um, how did it affect your friendships? Oh, my girlfriends are great. They were, yeah, they were rooting for me back home. And <laughs> um, no, they're great. If people come up and ask for photos, they're right there and they'll be taking the pics and whatnot. So, but what about like your dating life? <laughs> right. Dating like, after yeah. the tell, bachelor. Yes. Do you tell men that you date? Uh, yeah, I have been on dates, and, like, it, it definitely comes up. I mean, they'll go to my Instagram or whatnot, and then they figure it out pretty quickly. So um, I try not to lead with that, though. It's like, Is it, it Does it scare up, them away? I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I haven't really been very successful in dating since I got back from the show. So maybe that's just to my own fault. I'm not really trying that hard. But Can um, we talk about the dudes? Just, like, dudes in general, the millennial dudes? Um, why aren't you lucky in dating? What's it's, I know it's not you because you're clearly perfect. Looking at you, <laughs> what's wrong with the men? Because um, we we actually have spoken to a millennial, yeah. uh, a millennial man, and we asked him about dating, and he basically says he really wants a girlfriend, and he wants to have that comfort of a girlfriend, but he wants to put in zero effort, effort to yeah. get to that place yeah. where he's having regular sex and going out to dinner and right. sleeping with someone cozily. Right. He wants but to no and, wooing, no like, wooing, like and the woo on, is gone. he just no wants them to appear. He just wants to skip the good stuff. The like work. that's the stuff that yeah. I think as women we love. Yeah, Those we love first, the chase and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, like put in some work. Put in some yeah. work, dude. And Tinder to him, the way he described it, he didn't say this, but what I got was that it was like a video game. So I lives and he just talks to a million because he's bored one night. Right. And it right, doesn't right, mean right. a damn thing to him. Right. And he there all these women are disposable to him. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. I mean, I just feel like Asshole. Yeah, I'm, Sorry. yeah, guys right now are just <laughs> Yeah. Um women women are disposable. I mean, like I said, they can just go on Instagram and find, you know someone shiny and new or Bumble or whatever it is that they're on. Um, so, yeah, it's hard. Like, I don't I don't really know if a lot of guys have great intentions. And, I mean, maybe a lot of women don't either. Um, so I just think, yeah, it's the, the world that social media has created now. Did you learn anything about dating from being on The Bachelor? Like, do you, did you bring any skills forward? Or is it just uh, like a no. surreal situation? No, <laughs> I would be good insight into other women and like other women's experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then I then it comes back to like comparing yourself to other women. And it's hard. Like Toronto is not L.A. and Toronto is yeah. not Texas. It's, you know, we were maybe a little bit more similar to New York, but everything's go, go, go. And like I just yeah, I don't think guys my age or in their early 30s really like are putting in that much effort right now because they can go out and do something fun the next night. Or, <laughs> but Like, you're clearly a driven woman. Do you think men are overwhelmed? I th- Yeah, I, I think being um, somebody who's really work-driven can be intimidating for a lot of guys. And knowing what you want and being sure of yourself is, you know, it can come across as scary, I'm sure, to them. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to stop being me, so. <laughs> right. Because, okay, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to probably regret saying it, but in back in my day, mm-hmm. uh, women were running the show. And yeah. now it feels like the men are running the show. Yeah. Dating-wise, yeah. Dating-wise, yeah. that's yeah. right. It feels like they're running the show, and that's not okay. No, I know. We need to, we need <laughs> we to get back to control, show. ladies. So we're, we've <laughs> we got can, control we, in the right. workplace now, but that's we've right. given it up. Yeah. Yeah. it up. As they say, women hold <laughs> the keys to the sexual out. kingdom, but they do because they're not committed. And I'm very confused by this dating world. Well, and then there's a double standard if the female isn't committed and we start to take on the same role. So it's like, yeah, where is there a happy medium? If like, you're dating like a guy, you are a hoe. 
Yeah. That's right. And if you're demure, then you get trampled. Yeah. So, like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, what the fuck? So, which one are you, girl? <laughs> right now, I maybe oh. I'm taking on more of the man side. I just, like... Well, well, why not, right? Yeah. You're hot. You're successful. You don't need no man. <laughs> well, that's just a funny thing because you said... I know she asked your age. You're 25 years old. I know I work with a 25-year-old woman. And all the girls around her, the women, I'm sorry, around her, are, are coupling up and getting married. Yeah. And, and she feels a tremendous amount of pressure to do the same. I, to, like, yeah, why do we I feel, feel that pressure too. at 25 to couple up when you I should be going no out there? Listen to me. Listen to me as a woman <laughs> who's been with the same man for 25 years. <laughs> go out there, girl, and date them all. And okay, that's been my all. mantra too. Because like, you look back, if you couple up too young, trust me, you'll be yeah. like. But don't mm. wait too long, because then you're like me. Where oh, you date, here we you go. dated the world. Yeah, and then <laughs> and now I've only finally found someone worthwhile. Well, at least you found them. That's right. Yeah. Do you feel like you're in a rush though to couple? Um, it's starting. I'm starting to feel the pressure for sure. Um, you know, all of my friends are in relationships. I think there's one or two that aren't right now. So I'm still latching on to them, I guess. But, um, yeah, I mean, it sucks when you get to watch them and how happy they are together. And it makes you think, like, oh, I, I do want somebody like that and to share my time with someone else. But I'm not I'm not going to put pressure on it. If something feels right, then it feels right. Yeah. But I'm not about to commit to a, a guy just because all my other friends are in relationships. I've done that before back in university and it doesn't work out so do you think relationships are like a status Mm. like i don't mean like a facebook status but like do they build your status as a human as a i'm not really sure actually um i i feel like maybe in my profession um it it does help in certain scenarios because you can weed off the like gross men who are just trying to take you out for drinks and not actually purchase a home or condo um, because you have a wedding ring on your finger or whatever it may be or if you lead with, oh, I have a boyfriend. But I I don't know if it's a status thing or not. Would you wear a fake wedding ring? No. (laughs) Screw that. I'll just um, (laughs) kick rocks. (laughs) Uh, I want to shit on men some more. I know. I really want to. <laughs> Love that. Uh, the only thing, like, the, I think that that experience of being on The Bachelor would be so hard because one of my favorite things to do with my girlfriends is shit on our boyfriends. <laughs> and so, like, you can't all shit on the same guy. No, you can't. About your experiences. Like, what would you talk about? <laughs> Just know this. Your, your girlfriends that are all in relationships now and you look at them and sometimes you're envious, as we all are, right? Yeah. The grass is greener. Yeah. Uh, they'll be miserable eventually. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me on this one. I'm like, like 10 years. Yeah. Trust me. 25 years. I'm not saying I'm miserable. I'm just saying that <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll just live with regret. That's okay. all. So you go, you go out there, girl, even have a better. good time. Don't even worry about it. Uh, getting back to The Bachelor, if you were to do it again, what would you do different? Um, I would definitely just try and be as authentically me as I could be. Stop thinking about what other people back home are going to think, what my parents are going to think, or uh, colleagues, and, you know, just just be me. Um. I might have been a little bit more successful. At the end of the day, I don't think Colton and I would have worked out anyways. Um, I think him and Cassie are great together. Also, he's a virgin. There's no guarantee. It would be good. Like, that would be a crappy I am not popping that cherry. Can I just tell you a story quickly? When I was 20 years old, I went to a house party, and there was this ginger man there. And he was about... We already established on a previous episode... That Sandra is not into the gin. Okay. <laughs> they all look like gritty to me. 
with the googly eyes. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and I was at a bar last night, and I specifically told a ginge, has anyone told you you look like Gritty? <laughs> anyway. Okay, right, back, okay, to, back the story. to the story. He, this, this ginge dude at this house party was, like, all sad at this house party. You know, men when they have their feelings. Yeah. And uh, he was like, I'm a virgin. And he was going on about it. He was, I wish Sandra. And then we, we like, we, we, you know, we're all, like, drinking and talking. And, he's, and you know, he found out I wasn't a virgin. Yeah. And he's like, will you take me upstairs to the bedroom oh, and take God. my virgininity really tonight? Oh. I'm like, it's not something you, you fucking hand yeah. out. It's not, you know, and and you're a ginge. So 100% no. no. I'm not even going to explore this any further. And I just remember him being just, like, so sad and wanting to take the virginity. But... I don't know what the point of the story is, except be, taking someone's virginity is such a big deal. Yeah. It's a huge responsibility. Yeah. I don't want that. What if I'm a shitty lay and that's the standard? <laughs> I don't know. I'm new at it too, what if right? you're really good and they'll never top it? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, it could really welcome. go either way. Sorry, girl. <laughs> you're welcome, sweetie. <laughs> Did it scare you that he was a virgin? Like, what if, would that, had you made it to the end? Mm-hmm. Would that unravel you a little bit? Um, I'm just no. assuming that you aren't. I, I that's think I was terrible... more in the mindset that you just said, like, I'm going to rock your world. <laughs> For seven seconds, yeah. because that's how it's going to be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he was a yeah. cutie, eh? Like, I would have yeah. climbed on him. He yeah. was something. Well, yeah. and yeah, he would have to climb. He's a very big guy. He's yeah, but tall. he's going to live happily ever after. You think they're going to make it, those two crazy kids? I mean, I hope so. Um, yeah, all the best for them. We'll um, see. So you're very sweet in saying that, but do you think there are other women in the house that say, I hope they break out, they suck, I hate them? <laughs> I'm sure there's some animosity. <laughs> I love animosity. Yeah. That's what makes the show so great when you Literally. think about it. It's drama, man. We right. love it. Uh, we need to talk about crazy bitches. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're in a house with like a ton of other beautiful right. women. Right. What's the craziest thing that happened? Oh, God. It, like it could be behind closed doors too, if you're allowed to share. Um, I know we won't tell anybody. I think, I think Demi, bless her soul, when she came out in a robe the one night, I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And that for me, I'm like, all right, everybody's like pulling out the robes here. Like, yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. Um, up until that point, you know, like people were cutting in and that's that's what the show is. But yeah, I'm like, all right, girl. Here we go. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> people will do anything. Yeah, literally anything. And I don't think I really realized that. Um, well, they see it as a prize, not necessarily. How many mm. what do you think the ratio is from people who see it as a as a career builder? As opposed to women who are legit going there because yeah. they truly want love. I mean, I, I would suspect most people going on a TV show want some kind of notoriety. Right, of Somewhat. course. Yeah. But and for the most part, how many were there for like, like they just didn't give a shit about that poor Colton? Um, you know what? That's really hard to say. I, I'm not sure what the other women's I want intentions were. How <laughs> many numbers, woman? Mind you, with that being said, I mean, our season is, it really came out in like the heat of social media and um, you kind of saw with... Um, the last season of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, these these women or men, like, really started gaining these crazy followings. So I'm sure a lot of women in the house were thinking, like, wow, I can blow up just by being on the show. Right. Um, so it's hard to say who was there actually to fall in love and who just wanted, you know, to 
um, boost their right. Instagram. Following. What does what does blow up mean though? Like what, <laughs> what what I mean by that is what what else can happen yeah. by making an appearance on The Bachelor? Are you going right. to become a billionaire? No. Um, what does it mean for you? It's crazy. So the the amount of money you can make off of Instagram is quite absurd. Um, so I think maybe that's what people were thinking. You um, and just and, in endorsements and sponsorships exactly. and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure. I mean, it, it didn't really happen for me. So, <laughs> what kind of endorsements? Um, anything like brand brands will approach you and ask you to post on your feed just for, and they'll pay you to do so, um, just so that they can, you know, expand their marketing, like their product. We need or... to do that, Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we're really blow up material. <laughs> I don't know. Just <laughs> pictures of us drunk. <laughs> can Love we that. Get sponsored by Schmiernoff, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Tito's, Trombas, <laughs> some stuff are away. So what's next for you now? What, what's what's going on in your life? What's next? Um, you know what? I'm just trying to ride the real estate wave um, and just keep, you know, building my career and my network here. Um, I'm pretty pretty new with my license. I've been working in real estate for two years, but um, now I'm just trying to, you know, get on my feet, essentially. Um, taking some time off with The Bachelor was, it wasn't detrimental, but it was some time off. So, yeah. You got to make that money. I know. That commission. Yeah, you definitely need to make it here. Uh, it's so expensive. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast today. Hey, yeah, I really appreciate that. It was so nice to meet you. Yeah, it was, it was really great to meet you. Guys. And seriously, can you stop being so pretty? Oh um, my God, stop. You make, you make me sick. <laughs> And don't forget, Bachelorette, it's already started. City TV, Mondays at 8. This episode is over, but the conversation doesn't have to be. Follow Hillary and Sandra on social. Instagram at Hillary on Air, at Sandra Kiss 1053. Twitter at Hillary Welch, at Sandra Kiss 1053. And on Facebook at Quick and Dirty Podcast. Got a question? Email Hillary and Sandra, the quick and the dirty at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can download the podcast each week to your mobile device to listen offline. Find the quick and the dirty on FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your podcasts.